This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody. It's not human intelligence. If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Uh, Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. This is episode 346. It is August 18th. And I am Taylor Grin, joined by my fantastic co-host, Ryan Duffy. Oh, yes. I mean... And Dan Ellis is not here. No. So, uh, the inmates are in charge of the asylum this week. It is uh, going Dan, to be a fucked up show. Yes. Uh, Dan, Dan has had some unfortunate roofing-related problems. Um, and foundation. <laughs> so yeah. so it's going to be ryan and i today and yeah cur- currently dan's house has water where it should not have water yes so i i talked to him earlier and i said hey if you need anything let me know and we're kind of talking back and forth and that's when you chimed in taylor and it's like are you wanting to do a show tonight and <laughs> like, i was more you? i was more like do i need to come down there right now with a shop vac and uh he said, "No, with they, they they were getting water moved out." So that's good. That's good. It's it's working. Yeah. So that new mic is sounding nice. I know, and it's going to sound even nicer, hopefully, because we're since so most people may not know or may know that uh, Dan usually records the show on his end, which means tonight we are recording our audios. On our own ends. So. Which is probably uh, the better way to do it, but it's also a lot more labor intensive. Yes. So. Uh, more more heavy in the uh, editing. So how you been doing, Taylor? <sighs> not bad. Not bad. Um, the neighbors that I have that oh, are yeah. just complete asshats appear to finally actually be complying with their eviction and moving out. Um, they're, we ended the correct up, neighbors, huh? The correct neighbors. Yeah. So it turned to, out okay. that they did not evict the wrong neighbors, but that the other neighbors in that house simply moved out because they couldn't stand to be living above the evicted neighbors anymore. Um, which I totally get. So are, are they going to move back in now that the problem children are gone? No, a college student has already moved in there and he okay. seems like a pretty cool dude. So, yeah. So no more no more late night music from neighbors anymore. I certainly hope not. I had to call like CPS on them last week because oh, the shit. boyfriend who's the loud music player was like hitting their kid. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's justification to give a phone call. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh so that's yeah. nice. Um and we drank to celebrate and I drank <laughs> A lot. So if I'm a little slow this episode, um, I'm I'm a little hungover. <laughs> All right. That's 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 forgivable. Yeah. But how about you? How have you been? Uh been good. Um yeah, not a whole lot's been going on. Uh funny story. So I'm just gonna skip right to the end of the story because the whole middle part I didn't research it enough. Maybe we'll have to do it later, but uh so there's this place in uh, southern Utah that Sarah and I had been thinking about going to. It's a dog rescue. It's a place where you can bring your dogs. It's a dog-friendly hotel, and it's in Kanab, Utah. It's kind of got some nice desert scenery in the area. Uh, turns out the place was is is owned by a cult. Mormons? No. Um, let me let me grab the, up the name of the cult again because. I had never heard of this before, so they were called, they were called, the Process Church of the Final Judgment, or just Process Church, uh, from back in the 60s, and their symbol was basically a swastika. Okay. 
Yeah, so they they've changed names a few times. Like, like here's like they had some in, inspiration from um, the Manson family. Um, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. They're also the Foundation Church of the Millennium. Yeah, so apparently this church over the years has changed its name a few times, and they are now a nonprofit group that run a dog rescue and um, hotel here in Utah. So we will not be going there. That's uh, yeah, yeah. It's a little weird. That is that's very weird. Yeah, that's all I got really. Otherwise, I've just been making stuff. Uh, make, make it, I made a really cool music box. I'll have to show it to you later. It's it's drying behind me right now. Damn. So, um, how are your friends doing? Because um, you, so breaking right into it. Um, yeah. We're, we're going to be talking about Afghanistan today, predominantly. Um, and Ryan, you and I are both veterans. Uh, you've actually been to Afghanistan deployed. I've done support of missions in Afghanistan and direct com- uh, contact with troops there, but not actually deployed to the region. So You've been deployed there, right? Yeah. I, uh, in 2003... I spent what seven, eight months in Kandahar, Afghanistan. Okay, like, like within like the first years of inv- of you know the war there. So I, I, I was there for the beginning, or mm-hmm. really close to the beginning. Um, and I did a little like I don't know if it's a test. So I changed my profile picture to a picture of us at our Kandahar fire station. And one way to see what the responses would be and just judging off the people that were like sending hearts and like, Oh, so sorry. And I'm like, honestly, I I don't, I personally don't feel any different way about it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I was there. I would, I didn't, not that I didn't want to go. Like I was eager to deploy when I was a young, uh, mm-hmm. military person. But, uh, Honestly, I saw this writing on the wall for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. I kind of, so Biden gave his speech yesterday. Yeah. Was it, was it yesterday? Yes. The day before. Um, I think it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Uh, and I was listening to it and I agreed with about 70% of it. Okay. Um, I, uh, I agree that the military forces that we had trained and put in place there failed. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but enough. Um, I've seen the videos and reactions from, uh, the, the Afghan special forces that were there that we had trained up and they were, they were fighting as hard as they could. But when, all of your other assets are fucking gone. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to fight. And I also hate when I go, I don't know how often you've been seeing this online. Cause I still have a lot of conservative friends on Facebook and I see the comments saying, um, well, we just handed over all this equipment and, and drones and vehicles and weapons and ammunition and supplies to the Afghans. Then I also hear them say, well, the Afghan military wasn't well enough equipped with with munitions and stuff, and they needed a lot more assets. It's like, well, either they had a whole shitload of assets or they didn't. Right. They were handing over to the Afghans a whole bunch of assets, military equipment, or the Afghan military didn't have military equipment. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go both fucking ways. They weren't right. hiding in a closet somewhere. Uh, did they get a whole bunch of weapons and ammunition and vehicles? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And are is the Af, is the Taliban smart? Fuck yeah, they are. They're not stupid. Yeah. Uh you well, they're not fighting a bunch of fucking cave dwelling, you know, dudes that have never seen technology before. They know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Um to to do a little bit of a fill in just in case you haven't been like following the news on this. Um last year while Trump was still president, Yes. Uh, Secretary of State Pompeo negotiated a peace agreement with the Taliban. 
that included the release of 5,000 Taliban prisoners, including the current uh, functional president of Afghanistan, um, leader of the Taliban. And let's let's not forget one caveat with that. Just like every peace deal Trump had tried to negotiate, Afghanistan was not part of that negotiation. Right. Right. And um, so he then agreed to getting out of the country um, by May 1st of this year, which obviously didn't happen. No. Um, and that's that's not a like peace deal. That's a retreat. Right. Like, let's be pretty blunt with that. Um, the Washington Post has been reporting that as soon as this was known by the Taliban, they started reaching out to like local commanders of troops and started offering them pay and immunity if they would not fight back when the Taliban sought to take control. Uh, the Washington Post also reports that some of the members of the Afghan National Army forces um, had not been receiving their pay for up to nine months. So, so imagine being a soldier charged with defending your territory, um, not having been paid to do your job for nine months, right? So working unpaid for that amount of time. And then another group comes by and says, Hey, we're going to be taking over. Uh, we will pay you and we won't shoot at you or we will not pay you and unpaid. You can get shot at and have violence potentially come after your families for you choosing not to stand down. And then like, you know, think about what you would do when you've actually got the barrel of that rifle pointed at you. Right. Yeah. The, the, I mean, the Taliban basically walked in and said ours. Mm hmm. With and very little push. I mean, they had pushback in certain areas from some of the more elite Afghan units, but for the most part, the the ground forces just gave the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I mean, is, for the most is, part, they're they're just guys going to work. You know, yeah. Which is where I agree with Biden in saying that Afghanistan, if they want to fight for their country, they need to fight for it themselves. Mm-hmm. I am partially on board for the notion that the United States should not be the police of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we've been policing that area for 20 years. Yeah. And it's done very little actual, like lasting benefit, you know? Yeah. Um, We, we went in and we, we took the governments of Germany and Japan and turned them into some of the best democracies on the planet. Right. Um, it's, it's a little bit different for both of those cases. Uh, Japan was already rapidly westernizing, uh, before we showed up Germany, the, the Weimar Republic was one of the most progressive governments in Europe prior to Hitler's takeover in 1933. So there wasn't much room for Germany to have to move, you know, once we had, uh, arrested and imprisoned most of the Nazi leadership in that country. Um, but in both of those cases, we stayed there, we helped rebuild infrastructure, we enforced democracy, and they've both turned out to be incredibly like well-run countries. And we have a great experiment in control with Germany because, on the other hand, East Germany was run by the Soviet states uh, as a police state. And there are issues to this day with like um, – residual white supremacy and that kind of thing in, in Eastern Germany, like in, in the way that, that Nazism was educated away in Western Germany, it was not in Eastern Germany. And so we can see the difference in people from both sides of that country today because of that. Right. I mean, we still have Nazis. Yeah. Which is where I think, uh, the heart of this matter is you want to go in, you want to fight terrorists, you want to get them all out. It's, it's fucking impossible. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an ideology, right? It's it's not even an ideology; it's a tactic. Like you can't you can't, um, you know, send in an army to eliminate the existence of a tactic. Well, I mean, I was going with an ideology as far as like the Taliban. You know, they're hardcore 
Muslim. Mm-hmm. And unless you eradicate the entire knowledge of that religion, mm-hmm. of that side of that religion, it's always going to be around. Okay. See, I was getting it like the sort of guerrilla warfare that the Taliban engage in. Oh, now, now, now I was going for more for like the mindset, the mindset of that they want to yeah. basically Sharia law everywhere. Like mm-hmm. we are the yeah. one and only like as long as that mind, as long as people know of that religion and believe in that, it's never going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which the same way with like Nazis, as long as there's people around that believe that Jews drink your fucking blood and need to be extinguished from this fucking planet and they're the master race and they believe that ideology. Yeah, uh, they're going to be or around. As, you can't just kill as soon, it. As as long as there are Christian nationalists, you know, who think that non-Christians don't have a right to vote, uh, and that women, you know, shouldn't have yeah. choices over their bodies and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, we have so, our own American Taliban. Yeah, absolutely, which, Matt Shea. Yeah. So, <laughs> which we don't talk about a lot in this country. They are, I mean, the thing they're fighting against is exactly. Well, the thing they're fighting for is exactly what the Taliban's fighting for. Mm-hmm. They're fighting for their religion to rule over everyone. Yep. Yep. What's uh, the fucking one, difference? One place that, uh, that I think Biden was pretty brave to say was when he called out that uh, American troops shouldn't be dying anymore for a cause that Afghan troops aren't willing to die for. And I've, I've been called out, um, James, uh, our Patreon supporter, James, uh, you know, he made the point that for the last like several months, you know, there have been casualties in the ANA of like 30 to 50 people a day, right. Um, dying for the, for, you know, Afghanistan basically in skirmishes with the Taliban. Um, but the thing is, is like, as soon as you took away the American support, that country ceased to exist, like overnight. Yeah. And like, we, we cannot operate as a country to like, be the reason why a state continues to exist, right? Like at that point, it was either make Afghanistan the 51st US state, right? <laughs> and start, you know, actually making, you know, Americanized investments in education and infrastructure. But like, even then, I mean, I'm sure you've seen plenty as far as like, oh yeah, we build a hospital and, you know, within a few months of it being built, somebody has gone through and torn out all the copper and sold it. Oh, yeah. Or even like, I look at the 20 year war we've had in Afghanistan and Iraq as a money grab by very wealthy contract companies yeah. like Halliburton who mm-hmm. got their direct contracts through people in government. I'm not going to name a Rumsfeld name, but yeah. Or a Cheney name, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen the money they waste. And even one of the guys that I talked to that was a contractor in Iraq, that his base was getting ready to wrap up and leave. Halliburton comes in and built a brand new chow hall. Brand new equipment, brand new everything, and then they leave. Yep. It's like, yep. why? Because you got money for that fucking contract. You want, that place had to be built for you to get the money. Mm-hmm. Even though this place is leaving, even though everyone's going to be gone in a month's yep. time, build it. Why? It's, it's, it's a waste. And we've been wasting a shitload of money in Afghanistan, which is why I agree that our you know enemies, Russia, China, you know, whoever... Mm-hmm. Uh, would love to see us still stay in Afghanistan and keep fighting and wasting resources and military assets and money there. I mean, how many trillions of dollars have we spent in that country yeah. in the last 20 years? How much, how much could we have spent, you know, solving world hunger, uh, paying off student loans, yeah. developing our infrastructure, right? And, uh, and funding and th- our VA that they fucking cry about all the time is underfunded. Yep. And the thing is, is like, you know, the argument is made, what about, what about the women and children? You know, what about the people who were getting educated and now they won't be able to be educated anymore? You know, women who were, uh, elected, you know, mayor of villages and that kind of thing. And like, there's, there's more than a dozen countries in the world that are like that. And we have not sent in thousands of our troops and spent trillions of our dollars in those countries. 
to nation build. Yeah. Does it suck? Yeah. I feel bad for the people that are left behind right now in Afghanistan. I, I do. It sucks for the situation you're left in. But what do you want us to do? Like, mm-hmm. we can't keep throwing money and bullets at this problem. Mm-hmm. At some point, there's a breaking point, And at some point, you're going to have to fight your own civil war. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, send your own army, right? Like, if, if you really feel that bad about Afghanistan, like, if another country were criticizing the U.S., which so far none really have... Um, you know, send your own army to, to go do what we were yeah. doing. Right. And a lot of other countries, I mean, I had, you know, everywhere from, you know, Australia to Europe to South Korean soldiers. We had soldiers from all over the globe, uh, deployed with us in Afghanistan and Iraq. But yeah, it, I, I feel bad for them. I feel bad for the people that can't get out in that, that stupid teenager from uh, Europe that decided he would go there for a vacation and have fun and make blogs. Um, sorry, that gets a fucking moron. Yeah, you 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 knew this was coming. We've been, uh, and that's the other thing too. Not that we haven't been announcing this fucking withdrawal for the Taliban to be like, we're just going to stand on the border. Right here we are in Pakistan. Right. We're we're waiting on the border for you to leave. Once you leave, we're coming in. Uh, yeah. And I do agree. I thought this would not. I didn't think it would go as fast, but yeah, it uh, it crumbled pretty quick. Yeah. Hello, my name is Tony from the God Chat Podcast. It's the podcast where I chat to the creator of the universe, God. It's a podcast where we aim to blend humor and philosophy, or humosophy, as some people are calling it. In reality. Each episode is 20 minutes of poorly curated nonsense, and you probably won't enjoy it. Oh, and by the way, you're listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. Does that make sense, Tony? Does it? Oh, fuck off, God. God Chat with God and Tony. Fuck Osama bin Laden, Al-Qaeda, and backward-ass cave-dwelling fundamentalist assholes everywhere. On the names of innocent thousands murdered, I pray you spend the rest of eternity with your 72 cores roasting in a jet fuel fire in hell. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. There was a guy on Twitter uh, who posted a story, and I have no reason to disbelieve him, but obviously it's not like I can go through and verify the story, right? But he told the story of where he um, he was stationed outside of a small village in Afghanistan, and a local, like, guy with a truck, right? Like, there are some people who, like, their livelihood is they own a truck, so then they will... I can move stuff. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can take... Lots of things or heavy things from point A to point B, right? And so they'll do that, right? And this guy was carrying a whole bunch of fruit. And um, he ran over an IED. And it was probably an accident. It was probably an IED meant for the American patrols that went through the area. And it just it blew up his truck. It killed him. And it scattered this fruit everywhere, right, along this road. And because there's really no, like, civil service in that region, um, like, there was no one to come and clean up all the fruit, right? Unless the people elected to come in and clean up all this fruit, Mm -hmm. right? And and we're talking like several tons worth of fruit. So, it very quickly started attracting like a whole bunch of bugs and flies and shit. And they were irritating the hell out of the local populace. And they kept bothering um, the lieutenant in charge of the troop that was stationed with that village to like go help out. And so, they brought in one of their like clearing trucks, right? It's almost like a snow plow kind of thing, Mm -hmm. right? And they just started scooping this stuff away, and they ran over a second IED and killed all six soldiers in the truck while they were cleaning fruit, right? And and that's the thing that this guy on Twitter was bringing up is, like, there are dozens of stories like that, right, where where people's lives were lost fucking scooping up fruit off a dirt road. Nah, like there's nothing like I'm I will take flack for this. There's nothing heroic about that, right? No. 
And, and that's not to say that I don't feel bad about those soldiers' deaths. What I'm saying is that their deaths were in vain in the way that we are trying to loud soldiers' sacrifices in this conflict as being heroic and honorable and, and like worthy of vindication, right? No, that would, those were six wasted lives. Those were six lives that ought to have watched their kids grow up and, died in their armchair at home, right? Uh, instead, they died shoveling cantaloupe. Well, I mean, we, we, we put a blanket of honor over anything that happens there. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those weird things where I've known a lot of shit bags. Mm-hmm. But since you're in the military, you're automatically a hero. I'm like, right. oh, that dude's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't trust him. I, I wouldn't trust him to do anything. I wouldn't trust him to put a glass of water on a countertop and have him watch it. So right. Oh, no, especially up. in the beginning of the conflict the we were so hungry for troops that well, there were people it. who were getting like drug charges and they'd say, oh, you yeah. can go to jail or yep. you can sign up. I uh, we had a guy with us in Afghanistan and I don't know how true his story was. But you know how you kind of sit around every once in a while and you talk about, well, this is the reason why I enlisted. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm here. Uh, and this guy's like, well, I was court ordered to be here. We're like, oh, okay. I've, I've heard of that happening in the past. I didn't know it still happened. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I beat a horse to death with a rock. We're like, what? He's like, well, we were being stupid and we're walking past this horse pasture and someone threw a big rock at this horse and hit it in the head. And it, and it hurt it pretty bad. Mm. And then we decided to go finish the horse off and we got arrested. I was like, wow, holy shit, dude. Like you're here because you beat a horse to death with a rock. Yeah. Like, wow, we're here with a sociopath. Right. <laughs> this is awesome. Right. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, I know. Uh, you said we're, we're going to see if we agreed or disagree with each other. I think we're pretty much agreeing with each other on the fact that uh, this was bound to happen. The yeah. The White House knew this was going to happen. They just thought it was going to happen by the end of the year or towards the end of the year. They thought they would have like three months to get everyone out and be good. And then the Taliban would roll in and do their shit. Well, and they, they may or may not have, have thought that, thought that. One of the big problems that... Um, intelligence analysts will talk to you about if they can is that um oftentimes intelligence analysts or the intelligence community is thrown under the bus um because the information that they operate on is classified and so it's not like they can come forward and correct the record right so it's pretty easy for an executive to say oh well intel didn't tell me different intel is quietly seething thinking yeah we fucking did but they can't say Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure from the way Biden's been talking, Intel said the Taliban was going to come back in and enforce. Mm-hmm. Just not this quick. Yeah. Not in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. They probably figured they had, you know, three months yeah. before a Taliban takeover. Not right. this fucking fast. Uh, I think they expected the Afghan forces to fight a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. actually try not to just hand bases over without firing a shot. But I mean, the fucking president left the country. Right, right. Where where does that instill any confidence in any of the Afghans when your president fucking flees the country? Yeah. He handed this, he handed the country over to the Taliban. Oh yeah, 100%. And that, that's, that's the, <sighs> one of the headlines that's really, that's really pissed me off that I've seen in several uh, media sources, you know, we'll say we'll, we'll have a picture of president Biden at the headline, a crisis of confidence. Right. And, and the subtle implication there is that, uh, or not so subtle implication is that there's a crisis of confidence in Biden. And what they're quoting him on was that speech that he gave yesterday. And what he actually said in that speech was that he had spoken with, with the president of Afghanistan and proposed to start moving people out of the country sooner. And that the president of Afghanistan said to Biden, no, don't do it so quickly or you will cause a crisis of confidence. 
So uh, that guy was the reason why a lot of people didn't get moved out faster. Yeah. And yet Mr. Crisis of Confidence, president of Afghanistan, bailed. Yeah. Fucking fled in the first 24 hours. Yeah. He was as soon as they were within reach of Kabul, he was fucking gone. Yep. And it didn't take long for them to get there. Yeah. There's uh then there's also I keep seeing the meme going around uh 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 with the helicopter with the Chinook and they say like oh it's just like Saigon with helicopters landing on top of buildings. But when you watch the video of that helicopter, it's not landing on the building. It's flying past. Mhm. So I, I love how we manipulate it to look like that. And uh, and it's all sides of the media doing it right now. So that's where I'm kind of like, you know, hmm. looking well, at MSNBC and CNN and going, really? Like, well, it's like uh, it's like Thomas Smith said, you know, and this is one of my favorite quotes. Um, the right gets social credit for digging on the left and the left gets social credit for digging on the left. The left. And yeah. right now they're both doing it. Yeah, they're that's where I'm like, yeah. The thing, the thing that boggles my mind, um, was seeing the pictures of the Taliban in the presidential palace in Afghanistan, um, kicking their feet up on desks like they were, I don't know, like capital protester or sorry, oh, yeah. terrorists or something like that. Yeah. You know, uh, basically looked panel for panel like the uh, guy in Nancy Pelosi's office. Um, but like seeing all of the gilded bullshit in that presidential palace and then thinking about like all of the Afghan villages that, you know, don't have clean water, don't have yeah. built out roads, don't have good schools or medical care. And like, I haven't seen that criticism. You know, I haven't seen much of that criticism uh, from the left or the right in terms of, oh, well, we've put so much money into this country. How much of it was embezzled? How much of it was used to buy bullshit just yeah. just total bullshit like that i mean the money was put into our bases mm -hmm. uh yeah we might have built some schools and some other little compounds around there for the officials that lived in that town but yeah they were all still living in what are uh, basically mud huts mm -hmm. um i will say i was fucking surprised by this in iraq satellite dishes on top of mud huts it's like they got fucking. They live in a, a, a pretty what I would consider to be shitty dwelling, mm -hmm. and they got a satellite dish. And someone's like, "Yeah, how else do you think they're ripping these fucking DVDs for you?" It's like, oh yeah, they are. That's yeah. where we get all of our Haji movies from. Yeah, but at the same time, when I was there, and I don't think it's changed much, uh, the average income for an Afghan at the time was a hundred dollars a year. Mm hmm. That's poverty for them. Right. Right. Not to even think about how much of a poverty. Imagine you living on a thousand dollars a year. Yeah. No, it's fucking, you, you, you can't, can't do it. Rent, rent. It's yeah. No. I, I remember going to, there was a, a, a carpet shop at one of the bazaars and it had really nice rugs and stuff in there. And I was talking to the guy that, that ran it and I wasn't going to buy one cause they're ridiculously priced. But I remember, like for me as a young airman, yeah, it was like five, six hundred dollars for this rug. And he would tell me that goes, this rug takes one person at least one year to make. Mm -hmm. So this here, when this sells, their cut of this is their entire yearly income. Yeah. It's like, shit, like now I almost feel bad about not buying one. But if, you, if this person's only getting like a hundred or two hundred dollars out of this, that's their whole fucking year's income. They took a year to make this thing, like stitching mm -hmm. by hand. Like, mm -hmm. holy fuck. And we haven't yeah. helped that. Like, we haven't helped that country at all. Yeah. We've made more terrorists mm -hmm. uh, through drone strikes that hit areas that have a lot of civilians in them. I, I know you got to look through drones once in a while, but... uh. Yeah, I didn't quite agree with uh, Obama's use of drone strikes as as much. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. I I cannot say much, but what I can say is that there is. I can go to sleep at night, right? Yeah. Um. I I managed to 
sit on the right missions, be in the right places. Um, I don't know. Luck was probably a lot of it. Doing good analysis was another part of it. But I, I have never felt like at any point in my career, anything that I have done um, breached my personal ethics. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I would have left the room had that. You know, yeah. Not been the case. So, yeah. Well, do we um, want to take a, a quick break and find someone to rip on after this? Yeah, let's do it. This is Lucian Greaves with the Satanic Temple, and you're listening to Godless Revolution. Fuck the priests who put their hands down some innocent child's pants. Fuck the church that protects them, delivering us into evil. And while you're at it, fuck JC. He got off easy. A day on the cross, a weekend in hell, and all the hallelujahs of the legioned angels for eternity. Try seven years in fucking Otisville, Jay. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Well, we're back! And, uh, we've discovered it's hard to find stuff to talk about in this day and age. Shit's fucked up. Yeah, it's it's pretty Uh, much, what, COVID, Afghanistan... Um, you were saying TikTok and, and co- TikTok and cute dogs. I mean, cute dogs are nice, but I can't show you cute dogs over a podcast. True. So uh, we were looking for good news for the last hour to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, you 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 just put this whole show into a tailspin. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I found this. I saw this the other day, and I thought this was really fucking cool. On top of this, I'd also watched uh, a, a video about the mRNA vaccine mm-hmm. uh, and how it's basically been something that's been uh, been getting kicked around since about the 1970s. But we've always had issues with it working. They'll, like they'll they'll figure one part out and oh shit, now we got another problem. And right, they've been right. working through those problems since the 70s. And it wasn't until just recently when they figured out it fucking works, just in time for COVID. Nice, nice. Uh, is it a coincidence? Probably. Well, I mean, they just suddenly got like cash injections, I'm sure. Yeah, they got a cash injection. And they also had the chance to be like, hey, uh, we're we're fairly certain this will work. This is our opportunity to prove it will work. Um, but for people saying that just this just came out of the blue, it, it didn't. Nothing in science just comes out of the blue. It's from... Mm-hmm. Years of testing and trials and studies to basically have a good foundation to know, I think this is our solution. And luckily, it was. But also, it might cure AIDS. Maybe not cure, but it'll be a, vac- a vaccination for HIV, potentially, uh, based off of the research they've been doing with the uh, same mRNA-style vaccines they've been using for covid so, uh, Moderna is expected to launch a clinical trial for its uh, experimental HIV vaccine as early as this week, according to the National Institute of Health trial registry. Uh, the potential vaccine used the same mRNA technology used in the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, in a post on clinicaltrials.gov, the pharmaceutical company said that it is looking for 56 people uh, between the ages of 18 and 50 who are currently HIV negative to take part in its trial. Now that throws me for a loop right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm HIV negative. So am I. Be a, yeah. But if, if you're, if you're doing a trial for a drug that's supposed to like, are they going to give them the vaccine? And then HIV and see if they don't get it? No, they might be making sure that, like, the vaccine can't give them HIV. Or that their immune system can handle it? Because someone who has got HIV is usually immune system, immune depressant. Right. And there's probably a certain level you don't want your immune system suppressed while having HIV. But anyways, they're going into trials for it. Um. It's likely to, to conclude around May of 2023, so this isn't going to be anything quick, like most things. Uh, but the development, uh, the HIV was developed in collaboration with the University of Texas, 
uh, San Antonio, George Washington University, Fred Hutchinson's Cancer Research Center, and the Emory University with sponsorships from the International AIDS Vaccine uh, Initiative. Uh, uh, Moderna will be testing two types of mRNA HIV uh, vaccine, both of which were previously tested for safety before use in human trials. Now, I'd seen something where this was actually tested in primates, uh, which mm-hmm. I hate in a way. I hate it. I hate the fact that we lock uh, primates in cages and just inject fucking needles into them. Kind of mixed on that because, like, chimps, uh, chimps are evil. Like, like, uh, chimps are just such hateful, mean creatures. Because like, we keep locking them in cages and injecting no, them with needles. I mean, in nature, they'll like tear each other's nuts and ears off and stuff. Like they're so will we unchecked. I mean, yeah, eliminate the competition. <laughs> I mean, I don't trust chimps, man. I saw the movie. I don't. I don't trust Republicans. They'll rip my nuts off. Uh, yeah, but even though this was tried in primates. Uh, They said there's still no guarantee that the HIV vaccine will work and caution must be exercised. However, Mm -hmm. an an effective vaccine would be a game changer in the global fight against HIV and AIDS. I mean, just imagine this. I mean, not just in the U.S. helping, but in other countries like Africa where it's prevalent. Like, you could save shitloads of people with this. And another thing, I think you, I can't remember if you posted it, uh, asking the question that if there's a vaccine that hasn't been approved by the FDA and we're vaccinating people in foreign countries, do you think they fucking care? Oh yeah. No, not at all. Um, because they're, they're getting fucking help. Right. They're And yeah, you dumb fucks here in the United States. I knew we weren't going to talk about this, but I'm going to fucking say it. You're, you got the opportunity. None, none of our listeners, hopefully. You've all had the opportunity to get a free vaccine and they're not getting it because it's because Bill Gates and, and microchips and the mark of the beast. Fucking morons. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just thought it was really cool that that the technology that's helping fight this current pandemic uh, might also help fight a horrible disease. that has been around for what? 30, 40 years as an epidemic around the world. Well, not an epidemic, but it's, it's spread quite rapidly and it's, yeah. and it sucks a lot. So. Yes. Well, and, and I've heard a lot of talk about how the development of this, uh, MRNA vaccine, like as a template, um, will enable us to rapidly deploy vaccines to new illnesses now going forward that yeah. will make, uh, like pandemics far less bad. Yeah. Than they otherwise would have been. I mean, I, I'd watched a video and it, it broke it down in the most eloquent way of how a virus works and how a vaccine works and everything else works. And, uh, it was one of the, it was like a discovery channel program where they're going through like very sciencey things and breaking it down to layman's terms to make you understand with really good graphics and 3d animation. Mm -hmm. And, I, I loved how, and I always say it this way too, like it's a handshake. You, you have your cells in your body and they got a protective outside shell on it and a virus comes in and comes into contact with that shell and they basically do a little handshake. And if they're like, oh, you're cool, you're a bro, they get let in mm-hmm. and then they open up and the virus spreads into your RNA, not DNA. They're two different fucking things. Yep. And the disease spreads and propagates throughout your body and causes your immune system to go all bullshit haywire and with covid it causes your lungs to fucking fill with a whole bunch of nasty shit and you fucking die uh but i loved how basically the like the mrna technology it's not like we did before where before we would give you like a small dose of the actual virus Mm -hmm. it had some of the actual code in it where this doesn't have any of the virus code in it at all it literally replicates the outside shell, the outside proteins mm-hmm. of the virus so that those cells in your body know, hey, when this comes to give you a handshake, it's fucking bad. It's it's telling you to fight it off before it even makes it into the cell. So I think yeah. it's cool. No, I'm a big fan. Like, 
Unfortunately, you know, there's a significant segment of our population who won't even fucking take vaccines. Um, and if it weren't for them, I mean, this is the kind of thing that could kill the common cold. Like, oh, yeah. va- viruses replicate quickly, but at the end of the day, humans and computers can replicate more quickly than that. And if we can figure some of this shit out, then we can potentially kill off diseases that we previously did not think that we could kill off. But it requires well, people to do their part. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If, if, if it wasn't for people ignoring the, the guidance given to them, uh, COVID could have been done. Mm-hmm. But people decided not to heed the warnings and blatantly flaunt the warnings. Being like, I'm not going to do that. Fuck you, government. You can't. I'm not a sheep. Yeah. And just ignore all the warnings that were given. Like, you were given the fucking tools, and you threw them in the trash. Now you can't figure out why you can't put it together. I don't know what that means. But, yeah, they fucked up. Yes. They fucked up royally. (sighs) It's it's really funny because I know know when I was growing up, uh, Republicans would rail against people who like needed welfare and that kind of thing. Right. And they'd show the old, old canard of like, you know, somebody being on top of a, on top of their roof while they were in a flood, you know, a guy comes by on a boat and tries to rescue him. No, God will save me. A guy comes by on a helicopter, you know, no, God will save me. And they die. And God's like, I sent you a boat and a helicopter. Right. And they'd, they'd say like, yeah, you, you know, God helps those that help themselves. Like you don't need, you know, welfare or anything like that would be the arguments they'd use. And now, like, these same people are, oh, no, God will protect me. It's like, no, you stupid shit. Like, be consistent with your own shit. But then again, you know, I can just read myself the Sark quote, so. Yeah. I mean, they're the same people that will say, well, God was helping the hand of the surgeon. Mm. Yeah, I fucking hate that shit. Oh, I'd like to thank God for my surgeon healing me. Like, no. Yeah. Like, guess what, motherfucker? That surgeon is also telling you to wear a mask and get a vaccine. Maybe God is speaking through him. You dumb fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to deal with them. Hopefully, we'll deal with them more next week. We, we wanted Dan here to talk about all the yeah the, the Mormon side of COVID stuff. So, we're trying to stay away from it. But yep. it it's it's everywhere in life right now. So, it's hard to get away from COVID and the morons. Yeah, uh, it really is. It, I was I was full of hope back in like April when the vaccine was coming out, thinking like, okay, we may have finally like gotten out of the woods on this thing, and now, no, it's it's gotten even worse. There was that uh, uh, I can't remember which state it was in, so I'm not going to pretend like I remember which state it was in, where the doctors and the and the staff were were basically talking about, no, you need to wear masks, and they left the school meeting. And they were getting death threats. People were fucking going after them in the parking lot. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what school or what uh, medical college you went to to be smarter than this guy. But uh, I'll take the word of that doctor over you in the parking lot screaming, don't wear a mask or mm-hmm. take your mask off. You don't need to wear that. It's like, well, no, he's the fucking doctor. Yeah. I, uh, I'm sorry. I've, I've seen it going around a lot that all the people who barely passed their science class are now trying to, to get us to listen to them over actual doctors. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been trying to, I've been shutting more people down on Facebook. I had a guy earlier today. I, I he, uh, he commented cause Salt Lake city schools said, uh, students no need, don't need to wear masks. They're, they're fine. After the, health board said no they need to and then they shut it down mm-hmm. well now the mayor's looking at bringing it up saying no students need to wear masks in school right and the guy had commented well they already vo- the school board already voted on this didn't you see that so of course i go on there and comment kids are getting sick across this fucking country didn't you see that and he of course chimes in and goes goes on this rampage about well well now you got to get a booster and you know that's free but why isn't chemo and diabetes medication and all the other stuff free i'm like dude it should be it should be i 100 percent agree with you you right now are bitching about the way our medical system works it's fucked up it sucks it should be free or it shouldn't cost what it does so yes i agree with you but one thing costing a lot of money 
And another thing being free doesn't make that thing being free being bad. Mm-hmm. And I hate the people who do that being like, or what well, Narcan. I see it all the time with that, where people are like, why does a druggie get free Narcan, but I don't get free, uh, you know, insulin? It's like, well, you, you, you should. Right. You shouldn't complain about the drug addict getting a life-saving Narcan because he fucked up. Uh, and you also should get insulin at a very cheap price. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. But don't take away that person's thing because you don't get what you want for free. Well, and I've I've kind of kind of the inverse of that. I've been starting to say now um, that I don't think I think at a certain point we're going to have to start limiting the number of hospital beds available to unvaccinated COVID cases. Um, the some major medical official in Mississippi came out and gave a speech. He said that the um, about five days ago, he said that Mississippi's hospital system was about a week or two away from collapse, right? With the number of cases they were having, the number of anticipated um, hospitalizations they expected from those cases, yada, yada. And he said, like, and this is a quote. This is not my hyperbole. He said that right now our, our pediatric hospitals are so full that if a bus full of kids got into a crash, we would have to turn them away. Yeah. And... um so I, I have been having this ongoing discussion with one of those, like, you know, uh, vaccine passports are tyranny kind of people, uh, kind of libertarians. And he's somebody that I know from college, so I've been somewhat patient with him. Um, but a point came up where I made that, yeah. that argument. I was like, you know, at a certain point, like, if we're talking about personal responsibility, and yeah, sure, if a person doesn't want to get vaccinated, that's, you know, that's up to them according to your argument. But if that's the case, then that person should not be treated medically if they get COVID because they had a way to not get COVID, right? Yeah. And he was like, well, that just sounds vindictive. And I was like, setting aside whether or not it is vindictive, right? If there was if there was a landmine, or sorry, a field of landmines that was discovered, like let's say in one of the many parts of, of Europe where there's still unexploded ordnance, right? And... um you know, some kids are out playing in the field. They get blown up by these landmines. So they're in the hospital. And then a whole bunch of people think, oh, that's really cool. Let's go out and look for these things with like metal detectors and shit. And they all get blown up by these landmines. And they fill up the hospital. Now the hospital's beds are almost full. And the mayor comes out and he says, look, you shits. There's a fucking minefield out here. Do not go to the minefield. If you go to the minefield, we will not treat you because now you've been warned of the minefield. Just stay away until we can clear it. Right. And that's not vindictiveness. That's triage. Right. That's saying yeah. we're going to treat the people who are like in car crashes and have heart attacks and shit yeah. like that. Not people who could have stopped themselves from being sick and refused to. We well, sent like, I ha what, 500,000 doses um, to an African country this last week. Yeah. And I, I, I hear people say, well, I didn't want to take the vaccine away from someone else who, who might've needed it. <laughs> You're not dude. Yeah. You need it. You need it. Yeah. Everyone guess needs what? it. There's plenty to go around right now. I was, I was going to bring up kind of, it's not really an analogy, but it's so here in Utah, there's a lot of mountain passes. Mm-hmm. And there are signs they'll put up when it's when the roads are bad, saying that you must have four-wheel drive and chains in order to go through this pass. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you will get fined. Yes, it's a public road, but if you don't follow the rule, mm -hmm. you'll get in trouble. Yeah. And you have a constitutional right to, like, to travel. overland travel. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're traveling on that road at that time of the year and you're not taking the precautions that they tell you to take, you will get fined. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the Supreme Court in the early 1900s ruled that the government has the right to enforce a vaccine mandate. And and it's Public finally health. starting to happen at the federal level. I mean, I have never seen anybody sprint to a restaurant that's been closed down for health standards. Usually you avoid it because you've been notified that, oh, they're they're not following certain health you know, protocols and mm -hmm. they're violating the health code. 
You don't go, well, shit, I'm going to go to that store and eat their food just because the government said they're going to close them. I'm going to support that business. No, you don't want to get sick. You don't want to get E. coli or fucking salmonella or whatever the fuck they got going on there. And and one so thing that, to the that really pisses me off about all this is that um, Russia has a big history of pushing anti-vaccination disinformation, um, particularly through something called Project Infection, which goes back all the way to the 80s. And organizations like Newsba- uh, Newsmax and uh, OAN, right? OAN, oh, yeah. if I recall correctly, it was that one just lost a lawsuit against MSNBC and the Rachel Maddow show. Um, the Rachel Maddow show reported that OAN, uh, um, what do you call them? Anchors were repeating Russian talking points and they sued her for defamation and she won the suit and they have to pay her attorney's bills. <laughs> yeah. Because they were spreading Russian, Russian propaganda. And propaganda. so, like, <laughs> I'm not just saying that they spread Russian propaganda, right? Courts court have found that they are spreading Russian propaganda. Um, and, like, the Russians have, for a long time, had a vested interest in not, like, in, in fighting against people getting vaccinated. And it's just wild to me to see the party that, like, like, growing up, Republicans fucking hated Russia, man. Like... All growing up, that was their big thing. Like they masturbated to, to Red Dawn and uh, <laughs> Reagan, you know, yelling I, at, I, at Gorbachev. Like, like, yeah. And now they're they're hand in hand with Putin. And why would they not want people to get vaccinated? Oh, it might make you weak, and the government's got to spend a shitload of money on this stuff, and it and it attacks on the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're not they're. The Cold War isn't being fought anymore, but the Cold War, I think it's it's still relevant. Oh, the Cold it's War now, never stopped. Like, yeah, yeah, we are it's in a Cold being, War right now. It's it's being fought with propaganda and cyber people attacks. Are fucking falling for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, it's rough, um, but yeah, I think I think that's probably a good place to leave it. And we'll yeah. have, we've, we've got a lot of stuff that we wanted to talk about, but Dan's kind of a better subject matter expert on it. He's, he's really got his finger on the pulse of Mormon stuff. And, um, the, the very short version is that the, the Mormon, the head of the Mormon church recently told the flock that they need to wear masks and get vaccinated. And that has pissed and off a lot of Mormons. Is pissed. And, and Dan is really knowledgeable about that. Apparently the Pope has also said now that Catholics yes, ought to I get s- vaccinated. Um, so we want to talk about that, but given that Dan is having an emergency right now, um, I don't want to have that conversation without him. So we will bring that to you next week. Um, in the meantime, uh, we would appreciate it if you would consider becoming a Patreon patron. Um, we'd like to thank our Patreon patrons. Um, you guys help keep this show going. Um, you know, you, you pay for the server space. Like you, you pay for us to be able to, um, push these episodes out to you on various different services. Uh, if you are a patron, you get access to, um, you know, behind the scenes kind of stuff. You get early access to the episodes. You get to hear our outtakes, uh, when Ryan and I say stupid shit, uh, that yeah. you don't normally hear. Like additional extra stupid shit from Ryan and I. And I um, say a lot of stupid shit sometimes. Oh, me too. Me too. So, <laughs> so you can head on down to patreon.com slash godless revolution. Um, if, if you're not, in the business of, of providing us any sort of financial support, um, you could go to iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, um, and just give us a, give us a positive rating. Um, ratings and reviews increase our visibility. It means that more people have the opportunity to hear us. Um, Ryan and I, uh, did a lot of research for our recent, uh, Christian nationalism episode that we just did. Um, or, or series of episodes that we did. And, and we would really appreciate it if you tried to turn some of your like less atheist friends and family onto those episodes. See if that can't help move them a little bit. Or, or if they are the libertarian atheists, mm-hmm. cause they might fall down some rabbit holes. Um, but that being the case, um, I would like to thank our current Patreon subscribers, starting with 
Two Skeptical Chaps. Alan Firth. Don't Be a Richard. Hunter Grin. John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Sinead Duffy. Steve Kuno. Stephen Andrus. Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. All hail Peanut Buttra. The guy that asks questions before he finishes the show. The literal Christian devil. Corey Ebert. Jeff Peterson. Jeremy Goodson. Megan Mitchell. Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Freethinker215. Matthew Sanders. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. Savid Acuna. Tim Jacobson. Trisha Weir. A noble spirit and biggins the smallest man. A perfectly cromulent statement. Ted Sellen. Sarah Segovia. And James. Uh, thank we you so much. You. Thank you for being subscribers. Uh, thank you for giving us a listen. Um, and, and thank you for your feedback. A lot of people have sent in messages to us lately um, about the show, and, and we really appreciate it. It makes this worth it to hear from y'all and, and know that you're enjoying it and, and telling us when you don't enjoy it. You know, we've made some, some pretty yeah. good changes, I think, in response to that kind yeah. of stuff. Hopefully this week wasn't a train wreck without Dan here. I think this is actually the first time Dan has not been on the episode. That's, wow. Because normally we record at his house. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, uh, so that's it. That's me. Taylor out. Uh, bye. I, yep, I'm recording right now. And if you're ready. Yep. Five, four, three, two. <laughs> that was fucked up. <laughs> I don't know if it's a delay between us or what, but I was like, Wait, I think I so. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs>